So we're ending this message series called The Presence of God. And uh, today, uh, so I wanna give you a, a few more things that, uh, that we've been talking about and then we're gonna, we're gonna go into a time where we wanna uh, put some practice to it and see God do great things again. Followers of Jesus have something that many don't have and that millions have never experienced. We can receive the tangible results of his presence. That's what this is all about. We can receive peace and healing and comfort and safety and joy and the list goes on and on. And then knowing that we can have that, we can also give or release those tangible gifts to those around us. And I think Christians don't really think that way sometimes. We don't, we don't realize, we, re, we kind of realize who lives in us. And I, I was hoping in that song, we would realize, oh, God is so great living in me and around me. But, but we don't realize that we are these these agents or vessels of God that actually can release God's presence in environments that radically change those environments. We can give people the tangible results of his presence. We can release the very power. So as we learned last week, the most important way to release the power of God is through his love, amen? Just love, flat out love. You know, the, the trunk or treat didn't really have an agenda except really just to love people, meet people for the first time. Um, I loved all of the, every trunk was done in such an excellent way. Uh, everything looked so excellent. Um, they, they just did a great job. But the whole motive wasn't, was just to, just to love people. I, I do believe that Jesus shows up when you hand out candy. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> I like candy, no. But just to love them. That's powerful. We, knew, we, we found out that, that also God's presence is released through his word, through God's word, through the Bible, through, I'm telling you, when you get yourself in a pickle, go to the word. Don't go to someone else's opinion. Go to the very word of God and start slinging the word. Start speaking that word. And I guarantee you it's gonna change the environment. It's gonna give, he's gonna give you peace through the word. But there are more ways the Bible teaches us on how to release his presence. I'll show you those in a moment, but first, let me just stir you towards passion to release this presence. I want you to hear this verse, and I want you to really try to grab a hold of it. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives or dwells in you? Yes. See, we, we, want to, we want to get to that resounding yes, because when you say this yes, then you, wherever you go, God goes with you. And there's no comparison. One million demons pale in comparison to the power of God and who he is in our lives. But you don't realize that wherever you go, God goes and you're like, oh my goodness, God. Like wherever you go, God's here. <laughs> God's here in my work, in my home, God's here. Thanksgiving is approaching. Family and friends are coming over. You're getting ready. You are preparing. You're even cleaning. <laughs> they are important people, aren't they? They're important people. You love them. Everyone has a favorite people. Come on. Everyone, every single person has their dream date, dream of, maybe your dream of meeting your favorite athlete, actor, singer, influencer. If Justin Bieber, is he still going strong? I don't even know, but man, back in the day, he was the big thing. And I guarantee you, if you're gonna meet that person in life, 
if you're gonna meet them, this is what I think is gonna happen. You're gonna get excited. You might get nervous in a good way. You would even invite your closest friends to meet that person. And then I think, how about Jesus? How about Jesus? When you realize who lives in you, you're probably just gonna do things you normally have never done before. Like I met Emily, I love her, man. I clean myself up fast. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I was not wearing my clothes two days in a row, just smelling them. You know, oh, these, these are still good. I, I started cleaning myself up. That's what happens when you, when you fall in love. It'll shake things up though when God's presence comes, when you realize who is in you, it will change the way you think about life and spreading the gospel, releasing God's presence. I just, I like to brag a little bit about Emily. Um, you know, God is opening up doors for her to move into people's lives that, that they don't go to church and, and maybe they've been just wounded in life. And just the other day, she, a story went, um, or she told me a story about a, a young lady that she met who was um, covered with tattoos. And, and, uh, and she, this, this, this young lady uh, knew that Emily was coming and she kind of had a, this perception of Emily as, you know, um, you know, this person that may not, may not, want to be with this person who has all these tattoos for whatever reason. Anyways, Emily met her, said four words when she met her. I love your tattoos, so she said. And those, is that four words? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I gotta watch out. (laughs) Haven't been to school in a while. Um, I, I love your tattoos. Well, little did she know, that was pretty much it. Little did she know that months later she would send her a message saying, you have changed my life with those simple, but it was, it was about the love. It was about her getting in and being unique and sharing God's love and not, not judging, oh gosh, not judging, not rejecting, but, but sharing the love of God. And um, I, I'm reading some like, really four words, That's all it took, four words, but with the powerful love and presence of God. That's all it took, you guys. Pretty simple, right? Pretty simple. See, when you know who lives in you and what you have, your faith will increase. And I believe how real that God is in us will determine the power that flows through us how real that God is in us right now determines the flow of God through us. Let me just give you the scripture, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, what? According to, say according to. According to the power, according to what we believe. Do I believe that God's in me? Do I believe that wherever I go, God's in me? That's hugely important according to the faith that we're or equivalent to. See, what's stopping us from stepping into this realm of unlimited possibilities? I want you to know that the God of the impossible lives in us. And he's expecting us to release him. That sounds so weird because God is God. But, but yet he lives in us and sometimes he can be confined in us. Right, True. For in various for fear or shame or whatever it is, and God says, just, just let me out. 
let me out. I hope this compels you to seek God with increasing passion. Let me just get real for a moment um, because here's the reality. One of the reasons that we come to God is to get relief. True? Come on. God is great. I love, I love singing that song, but the truth is we all go through times, tough times, pressure, whatever it is, and we just need relief, don't we? Relief from being overburdened, overworried, overexhausted. And the awesome thing is we can come anytime into this place or with God and get a time of refreshing and find peace. See, some of you right now are under or have been under or even will be under a great deal of pressure. So here's the, the really quick word. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you how, these, uh, how God's released in our lives, but here's the quick word. The pressure that you are going through right now is forcing your breakthrough. The pressure that you are going through right now is forcing your breakthrough. See, and, and when you're experiencing pressure or spiritual warfare, one thing above all others is the greatest source of comfort and strength, the most powerful weapon, and that's the presence of God. But I believe the pressure that we go through right now or that we're going through right now is forcing our, see, we all know, we, we, I always know when I've hit that place, that, that wall, and we always know, man, your spirit's saying there's so much more, there's so much more. And I say, well, God, well, well, tell me how to get past that wall or tell me, tell me how to release you in me and through me. We all know it. Could it be that the pressure that you're going through is forcing your breakthrough into a new promised land for a greater release of God's presence and greater impact in people's lives? And I just say, yes, yes. So my, my other advice would be, don't take the easy way out. It's so tempting when we're under pressure to take the easy way out. But this is what I found out, that easy actually creates more difficulty. Easy creates more difficulty. It seems at first because it takes the pressure off. Oh, I'm so glad I'm out of that relationship. So glad, you know, that, that this is done. And I get it. There, there are times that, that, that maybe those things need to happen. There, there could be a, a negative influence in, in a different way or something needs to change. But I will say in general, the Bible says we're to follow a narrow and difficult way. No, we are to follow a narrow and difficult way. And when you do this and let God finish, it opens up our lives to experience more of him in many different ways. So don't take the easy way out. So Dan, what happens when, when trials or difficulties come? Well, James tells us in James 1, 2 through 4, I wanna, I'm almost to where I need to go, but just give me a second. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any time come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Yay! Just go back to that, right? Yay, right? Who, who in the world, this doesn't even make sense. This is counterproductive, counterintuitive. This is counter everything that when you fall in a trial, that God's saying, hey, make yourself glad. It literally means make yourself glad. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. 
So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I love that. The pressure that you're dealing with in life right now is actually forcing a breakthrough to impact more people. That's, all, that, that's what I'm gonna say. Is anybody hearing that today? Believe that? So just let God, I, I love this version. I gotta read this version too. James 1, 2 through 8. It says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. So our job is to simply let God bring us through. Don't fight it. Let it happen. That old phrase, let go and let God. So why does this, what does this have to do with what I'm talking about? Because there's, there's this point in, in our lives when pressure builds up and it becomes destructive. Isn't that true? Like we just, we just push it down and pressure builds up and next thing you know, we're that, that thing that just kind of explodes in a moment. Has ever happened to anybody where you're like, you, you don't talk about it and what's happening in that moment is we're, 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 we're literally causing the Holy Spirit to be confined. We're, 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 we're almost telling God that I'm gonna do this on my own. You can't do this. So, but when we, when we come to this point where we, we feel like, hey, all right, enough is enough. And then we, we allow God to, to, to take care of that thing by confessing it or whatever it is. All of a sudden, then the presence of God is released through our lives. Because the truth is this. If I am bitter, if I am prideful, I'm not gonna pray. And prayer is a way to release God's presence. So, In, in a few moments, we're gonna open up the, just a time where we can release the presence of God. Release the presence of God. I mean, I look around this place, I see a ton of testimonies of like, I, I knew people were under great pressure. I, I knew, and right now, I, I could see their lives under great pressure. And, and, and I... I couldn't fix them, but I prayed for them and I, and I tried to help them as much as I can. But, but then there's these sovereign moments of God when all of a sudden this person began to walk, take a step of faith with God and next thing you know, the pressure started to release. Come on, has anybody, anybody been there? Come on, you guys, right? You guys get what I'm talking about? I know this is kind of symbolic or metaphoric stuff, but... Um, this moment today is, is given to us to say, will you allow the Holy Spirit to be released from your life to allow pressure to be relieved? Amen. So here are a few ways pressure is relieved. Number one, obviously love through the word of God. And his pressure is released through 
your testimony. I love that Josh came up and just kind of, he didn't even give the specifics of what happened. You can talk to him, see him around. But the, 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 the truth is, is that he just gave a testimony of God's greatness. Do you realize that your personal testimony is the most unique, powerful way to release God's presence? Your testimony is the most unique and powerful way to release God's testimony and a powerful weapon against the enemy. Look at Revelation 12, 11. Look at this. And they have defeated him, the, the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony, by their testimony. And it shows you what kind of people they were. They did not love their lives so much they were not afraid to die. Like they were so in love with God, they, they, they didn't let anything have them. They weren't attached to anything in this world or anybody. And so the, the testimony flows easy in your life when you're not attached to things and people. True? At least I've noticed that for myself. So my question to you is, how have you witnessed God in your life? And here's the truth about the testimony. No one and nothing can take that away from you. You can argue doctrine with me and you might win. You can, argue, you can debate scripture, you might win. But you can never take away or deny my personal testimony. Jesus has changed my life. He has. He's changed my life. And he's changing my life. And that's why it's so unique and powerful. That's why when you get into a situation where you may not know the scripture, you may not know the Bible like someone else does, but you know what you know? You know what God did in your life. You know how God changed your life. Come on, one thing. And listen, here's the thing. Even if, even if you didn't have a, you don't know what your testimony is, you can tell someone else's testimony. Oh man, you should have heard so-and-so. I, you know, I, this morning I was thinking about whenever I, I'm gonna pray for someone for healing or emotional healing or whatever it is, I always go back. I'm so amazed still by this little dog that was healed. We prayed for it. A dog, Brody. Brody is the brother of our Maley. And Brody... all of a sudden started to uh, have a, uh, a right paw that was curving. So the bone was actually uh, growing out bending. It was, a, it was a bone that was bending. And so, so he had to hobble. He was like, he had three legs. And, and of course, my thought, don't, don't get down. And I'm like, well, he's got three legs. <laughs> It'll all work out. You know, then my sister called him. She goes, yeah, we brought Brody to the doctor. And the, and the doctor said they're gonna have to break the bone, put a steel rod in, in, in his bone. He'll be fine. Once they put the steel rod in there, in the bone, he'll be fine. She goes, yeah, but it's gonna be like 1,700 bucks. I'm thinking, three legs is good. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Listen, but when I heard 1,700 bucks and I heard that she was willing to pay it, I said, dear Lord, she loves Brody. <laughs> so I said, I said, I said, uh, Michelle, when we come over in, in a couple weeks, we're just, we're just gonna pray for Brody. Whole story is this. We had a little get together, family get together. And as, and, and our, and as we're leaving, and I know our kids were small, as we're leaving, I remembered, oh, we gotta pray for Brody. And, and, and honestly, so Brody's right there. I just said the quickest prayer. It wasn't like some super spiritual heaven revival moment. I just prayed a little prayer. I said, Lord, you love Brody. 
He doesn't have faith. <laughs> so, but, but use our faith to heal him because that's 1,700 bucks and they use that money for something else. So I said, heal Brody. And I'll tell you right now, we left. I, I felt like, I'm just not, like, I'm not, man, I, listen, I just got done eating a bunch of steak. So I was not, I was not spiritual. But, I, but by faith and obedience, I prayed. Listen, the, the, the next day or next day or two, I get a call from my sister and she's like, she, she goes, Danny. I'm like, what? You're not gonna believe this. Brody's leg is straight. It's straightened out. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, but I'm gonna bring him to the doctor to find out just, just, to, just to have that testimony, you know? So she brings to the doctor, pays 75 bucks for a, uh, for a um, x-ray, and the doctor says, it's a miracle. <laughs> That's all he said, it's a miracle. I'll never, ever forget the love of God, the word of God, and now it's a testimony that I can bring into people's lives who, listen, God loves animals, but God loves people. <laughs> God loves you so much. He loves you, but, but you, you are someone very, very special to him. And so if God would do that for a little dog that has no faith, how much more will he do for you? Yes. Testimony. God's presence is released through prayer. Oh. Prayer, man. See, here's, here's the truth about prayer. Many people pray to God, but not with God. Many people pray to God, but not with God. Partnering with him is what he desires. If all I bring to God is a list of needs and wants, then my relationship with him will be pretty shallow. And by the way, that happens early on, usually in a, in a, when you're new, a new Christian, that's just normal. God, I need this, I need that. God, what's on my Christmas list this year? But all of a sudden you realize that, you know what? Hmm, I'm gonna develop my relationship with God. And I'm just gonna start giving him praise. I'm gonna start giving him what, what I want. God, what makes you happy? God, what do you want for Christmas this year? See, if I, if I bring him my heart of worship, then my relationship will grow and have substance and meaning. And I, I've seen this often, is that many people marry for convenience or believing it will fulfill their need. And if all of my conversations with Emily were only what I want or what I need, she would eventually be hightailing it when she sees me <laughs> coming. But God doesn't run from you and I, but he sure would like to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk instead of just handing him a list of things to do. Just heart-to-heart. God, I wanna pray with you, not to you. It takes a simple tweak. God wants to do amazing things in your life. Well, God works through prayer, and I could say, we could say a lot about prayer. If you want your marriage to grow, grab the hand of your spouse and pray. I don't know how to pray. You know how to talk. That's all it is. Just talk to God. Talk to God about it. Talk to God together. 
Just if you want your marriage to grow, you want to, have a, you want to have a stronger marriage, pray. Just simply grab hands and say, Lord, here we are together. And I guarantee you, those who pray together stay together. That is a true statement. But God works through prayer. His presence is released through prayer. Through prayer. And there's no condemnation here. This is like, if you don't do it much, just try it today. Try it today. Try it today. You won't be disappointed. God's presence is, uh, works through prayer. God's presence is released. Remember, you want him to get out of you? The love of God, love the word, um, tell your testimony, and prayer are all ways that God is released 100% of the time. And God is released through praise, this thing called praise. When we were singing, how great is our God? Yes, that's a great song. I love it. I wish I would have wrote that. Dang it. Man, Chris Tomlin. It's like, it's like, what's up with Chris Tomlin? Man, oh man. It's like, oh, I like that guy. I'm gonna give you a thousand songs that are gonna be number one hits. No. Well, good for him. They're simple. They're, they're, they're worshipful. But the truth is, is that it's, it's the heart of singing that song together where God invades the praises of his people. God's presence comes when we worship God. I'm not talking about when we praise him. This is specifically singing. I'm telling you, praise is celebrating and singing. Worship music, whatever you put that stuff on, sing. I'll tell you right now, God's presence comes. I was talking with a, with a business owner and the Lord kept speaking to him because he was having some difficulties um, finding efficiency in, in, in his workers or the productivity. And so the Lord says, if you want more of, of my presence in your, in your business, then you gotta give me a doorway. So then the, then the Lord spoke to him and said, why don't you just start playing Christian music? And he said that once he started playing this Christian music, this uplifting, powerful music, praise music, he all, all of a sudden he said the productivity changed. The attitudes changed because God's presence was released through praise. It's all in the Bible, you guys. Whenever my kids have gone through a fearful thing, whenever I've gone through something fearful, I kick out that boom box. It's not boom box anymore. It's now it's just, it's just like a, you know, you Wi-Fi it to a Bluetooth speaker, but get the boom box out and the tape, <laughs> no, the CD, and you, and you put it on and you, you play it. And then as you start to go to bed, just turn the volume down a little bit. Let that thing play 24 seven. And I've seen it over and over and over again when the praise, praise and, and worship music begins to uh, invade the atmosphere. It literally changes the atmosphere. It does. Look at what praise does here. As I'm finishing up in, in, in the Psalms, and, and listen, what, what this, this starts out with praise God, but I believe when you praise God, when you celebrate him, when you just turn the music on in, in your life and around you, I, I guarantee you what's gonna happen is it's gonna change everything. Look at what happens in Psalm 112, one through nine. Look at this. Praise the Lord. They just turned the boom box on right there, right? They turned the boom box on. They put the, the sweet, their own 
tape in. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Look at this. Their children will be successful everywhere. Mm. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their, and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They're generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct, conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They're confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. You guys, all because of this, praise the Lord. That's it. Praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's really easy. A life lived with praise. God brings powerful results with praise. Turn the boom box on. Turn it on. Turn it on. Obviously, Meg talked about it. God's presence is also released in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I mean, we hear his name a lot all around. We hear his name um, sometimes in frustration. Like you're around people, like they, they use that name. This is, this is fun to do. Like whenever I'm around someone and they, and they, and they use his name in, in, in frustration, I always say, where? He's here? <laughs> I did that once and this person, I didn't even know the Lord, she, she laughed. She goes, <laughs> that's funny. I say, where? Is he here? Because Acts 4, 11 through 12 says this. It says, for Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. When Josh was going through his moments of life passing before him, he said and declared the name of Jesus right away. Because there's still power and will always be power in the name of Jesus. Say his name out loud as you, whenever you're seeking to be calmed or you need peace in your life, just say his name. I guarantee you, say it over and over and over again and his presence will be released in that place. And I think one of the most powerful ways, and this is how we're gonna transition to the end of our service right now. Most powerful ways that you can um, release the presence of God is through forgiveness. Through forgiveness. Um, and we, we have such a powerful gem in M. Made that up, a gem in M. If you've never heard her testimony, and I'm not gonna have her give her whole testimony, but, but her testimony, uh, one part, it's just one testimony of her life. She, there's many testimonies that we have of God's greatness. But when she, um, obviously, uh, many of you know her story, um, and if you don't, um, I want her just to come up and just share, just to walk you through this powerful moment of, of forgiveness, a moment. Just, just to give you a, a quick moment of, of why forgiveness is so powerful to release the presence of God in you and around you. Could be, could be in, in this day and age, the most powerful doorway to release. Because we're, listen, there is unforgiveness and bitterness everywhere you turn. People are, people are being offended by one, two, three words that are misinterpreted or miscommunicated. It is 
We are living, we're walking on eggshells, my friends. By the way, this should not be happening in the church. We should be walking in a ton of grace, ton of grace and ton of mercy, right? That's, that's where the church needs to shine in these last days regarding forgiveness. And what do you want to say regarding that? Uh, yeah, I, I do have a testimony. All of you have a testimony. All of your testimonies are powerful, like Dan yes. was talking about, and simple is powerful. So I'm just going to very simply tell you the very basics of what Jesus did in my life years ago and what he still constantly does in my life today and how it's impacted hundreds of thousands of people all around the world more than if it had never happened to me. So a lot of you know my testimony of how I came to know Jesus, but a lot of you don't. So just very briefly, when I was 19 years old, I was jogging around a lake in Grand Rapids, and it was broad daylight, but I was kidnapped by a stranger. I was thrown into the trunk of his car, and I was tortured and raped. And by God's grace, I survived. I knew that God was with me. A lot of things happened, and I said some things um, to him during that time that God used later. But the powerful thing about this is that that's the thing that led me to give my heart and my life to Jesus because I was like, God, you saved my life the least I could do. Like he literally saved my life like Josh was talking about today. The least I can do is give my life back to you. I want to pour out my life to serve you, Jesus. And those simple words, I didn't even know at the time. That was when I was born again. And the word of God came alive to me and he made me a promise. He said in Romans 8, he said, this thing's going to turn for good because you love me and you're called by me. And that's true for you guys too. Something difficult, hard, painful, pressure in your life is going to turn for good if you let it, if you let God heal you through it. Yes, amen. And that's just the beginning because he began to heal my heart. He saved me, but that's what led to me then, uh, him teaching me to forgive I saw a vision of Jesus on the cross, and he was saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I know that he wanted me to do the same thing. So he taught me how to forgive my rapist, the person who hurt me the most. And out of that, I began to heal. That's the greatest step in healing. Forgiveness is a huge key to healing physically, emotionally, and spiritually for all of you. It's a key to healing. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But then I had compassion for him, and I started to pray for his salvation. And a couple of years after that happened, I found out that something I had said to him kept ringing in his ears day after day. He was in prison by that time. But he, he heard my voice saying, are you working for the devil? And he finally admitted, yes, I have been. And he gave his heart to the Lord in prison and began serving God, and ministering to other inmates in prison. That's a huge miracle, you guys. That, yeah. If that were just the only thing that had happened, that would be the, the greatest good that could come out of it, right? But 
because of that testimony, hundreds of thousands of people have heard this because that's on YouTube on a 700 Club video that has gone all over the world and it's translated in several different languages and people are giving their hearts to the Lord and they're forgiving people that hurt them all over the world and their lives are being changed. If it had never happened, those people wouldn't be impacted the way they have been. And that's true for your testimony too. So I just want to say that God's love is the most powerful force in all the universe. And it is his love in you that can prompt you and help you to forgive those that have hurt you. It is a powerful weapon against the enemy. And that is why it's a key to healing for you. If anybody here needs healing of any kind today, search your hearts. Maybe you're bitter against God. Maybe you're saying like, God, why didn't you help me in this situation? Or why weren't you there to stop this thing from happening? It's okay that you're mad at him. You can express that to him, but release the bitterness because that's going to release his power to actually heal you. The bitterness keeps up a wall, but forgiving brings down the walls. And then the Holy Spirit can come in. He can rush in and heal you.